Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for providing for us, Lord, and just being our Father, Lord, and having a relationship with us, Lord, and just blessing us throughout our days, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us the Holy Spirit, Lord, and allowing him to show us things to come, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us this morning as we continue and move forward in our study of the book of Hebrews. We are in chapter 2, and we'll be covering verses 10 through 18. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly I will sing praise to you. And again I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. tempted. Sorry. Amen. Amen. So, at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Originally, when I read this, I didn't understand what Paul was saying when he when he was referencing Christ and talking, or the specific verse says, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praise to you. I was trying to figure out what assembly he was talking about, but then if you go back and look at Proverbs, uh, not Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalm chapter 22 and I believe it's 22 that this particular segment comes out of. Yes, it, it was. Is. Yes, it's Psalm 22, 22. Oh, okay. So I did have it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was talking about when Jesus went to hell after he had been crucified. There was, um, there were people that were in hell, and then there was that you know referenced when Jesus gave the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. There was a big gulf in between them, and then there was people that could see into hell, but they weren't in hell. Mm-hmm. But they weren't in heaven necessarily either it's not purgatory that's not what i'm saying it was but Mm -hmm. they were able to see that see jesus and they that would be abraham david the prophets the ones that chose to believe god but 
couldn't yet enter into Abraham's bosom. uh, Mm -hmm. Thank you, mommy. Abraham's Mm -hmm. bosom. That's where they were. They weren't quite able to enter into heaven until Jesus had put the blood on the mercy seat. So they were watching Jesus and hell finish this out because, um, and you'll read it again in the gospels. There were the, all the heavenly hosts was watching all the angels in heaven. God, the father was watching. Holy spirit was watching the people in hell that were, gonna stay there were watching the ones in abraham's bosom were watching the adversary and all his people were watching so everybody saw this so in the assembly in the midst of the congregation was the congregation of the old the, the prophets and, and, the, and the kings and whatnot that chose to believe the lord so it wasn't that jesus suddenly disappeared from eyesight and he acted differently when us humans couldn't put eyes on him he continued this from beginning to the end scripture literally meant that when he said that he was faithful and he was true beginning to end it didn't just stop when jesus went to the cross and they buried him in the tomb there was something going on in hell that he also had to complete to then be given this name that's above every name and why am i bringing that up is to say that we get discouraged as you mentioned in the uh, previous episodes we look at things and become impatient as you said mr dean and go well nothing's looking the way i want it to nothing seems to be moving fast enough or as fast as i want it to look and we we change course and we go off and do our own thing when we're supposed to hold fast and hold true to the word that um god has spoken to us and i'm going to go back to psalm 22 for a second because jesus says something very particular there when he is giving this or david writing about jesus said something particular there and it says this uh so chapter 22 let me find the exact verse Mm -hmm. verse 23 and i'll read through 26 actually 20 28 yeah you who fear the lord praise him all you descendants of jacob glorify him and fear him all you offspring of israel for he is not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted nor is he hidden his face from him that's a capital h talking about jesus but when he cried to him he heard my praise shall be of you in the great assembly i will pay my vows before those who fear him the poor shall eat and be satisfied those who seek him will praise the lord let your heart live forever all the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. So we are reading the Bible, and we are remembering, we're supposed to be remembering as Christians, the price that Christ had paid, the the the, the foundation that he has laid, so that we have encouragement, and we run with strength and endurance to finish the race that he set before us. He didn't say, the scripture didn't say that we remember for a time and then forget him and go off and do our own thing. It said that you, the, the work that Jesus had did, had done, would be remembered forever. So we should always keep that in, in our eyesight, as you read, Mommy, in Hebrews, that we haven't yet resisted sin to the point of bloodshed. But Jesus has, so we shouldn't give up so easily the minute the adversary brings something against us that we don't like or we don't want to endure through and go i can't do it you can do it but 
like me sometimes I've chosen not to do it so we have to get over that mindset of inability and weakness and going well it's too great because nothing is impossible as you mentioned in the previous episode dad there's nothing impossible for the lord or for those who trust in him because he makes all things possible so we have to remember that and hold fast to that and continue in it if we hope to have that good success that the lord promised us when we finished the the race hey Layla, i want to uh, clarify something that i said in the previous uh, podcast and that you s- somewhat referenced while I was talking about David and um, his discouragement was not in patiently waiting or passively waiting. His was the opposite that he was under direct opposition from others. So there's all types of things that happen to us in hearing from the Lord and how we live out that faith. There is a snare for people like myself, I am, I am a man of action. One of my affirmations I used to say was, I enjoy taking massive action every day. Uh, in my role in life, I have to take action. I can't afford to not take action a lot of times. But in the vision that the Lord gave me, I didn't even pause and ask him questions. I just started taking action. So it wasn't discouragement that led me to a place where I wasn't in alignment with him. It was actually my flesh in my belief and my ability to do what was there. So, um, you know, your mom and dad often say, you know, yes, Lord. And is there anything else, Lord, you know, and, and, uh, a pause, a moment of pause. So I just want to make sure people are clear that that other snare is there too. Don't, don't think it's always about discouragement. You could actually encourage, even encourage yourself to be moving forward and, and be completely out of the will of the Lord. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Promise you had something sweetheart. Yes. Lila, as you were talking about how that everyone knew that Jesus was doing what he was supposed to be doing, we also have to recognize that since the Lord already was obedient to God, that we can also be obedient as well. And he brought me down to verse 17 where it says, Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest and things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. As we can see here that God is not, since the Lord is able to do everything in, he's, he's also able to help us in what we're doing as well. And we're not supposed to be trying to do things of our own strength because we immediately know that that's going to fail. However, when we, when we allow the Lord to speak to us and work for us, not mistaking that as the Lord trying, ha- forcing the Lord to move us like a puppet, but we're actually giving action to it. Once the Lord gives us a goal and we're able to walk through us, we'll through it. We're, going to be able to succeed and the Lord remind me of how especially when God wants us to have patience how patience is patience isn't just waiting for something to happen there's always action in it and he reminded me of for example chess it requires patience but when you're being patient you're not just sitting there waiting mm-hmm. you're looking at what to do next the same applies for the body of Christ when we're being patient, we're listening to God to tell us what to do next. We're not just sitting there waiting for the devil to make a move so we can 
start to ask the Lord for strategy. Amen. Amen. The Lord is always speaking. He's always about his business. So that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful reminder for us. Um, and as you said that the Lord made it easier for us to be obedient. I, when you were talking about that, it reminded me of sometimes when you are walking and you have to go, you know, maybe alongside a road, but there's not a sidewalk there and there's just grass. And when the grass is high, if there's no path for you to walk on, you have to fight your way through it. You know, you have to fight your way, kick the high grass, try to smush it down, look out for critters that might be jumping out of those bushes that you're stepping on or swarms of things that might fly up, you know, might be some hornets down there or, you know, something that's in the grass that would be a peril to you. But when I've walked and I've seen that other people have come before me and worn the path out already, and so the grass may be high on either side, but the path that I need to walk on has already been made, I feel better. I feel like, whoo, okay, it's not a sidewalk, but this is something, I'll take it. But likewise, the Lord has already made the course so and paved it so that we can walk on his word. We can walk on the efforts that he's already um, done and the, the victory that he's already won. And by the name of Jesus and through the blood of Jesus and our faith in him, we're able to follow in his footsteps, not in a way of doing it by ourselves or the, um, the, other people around us, but walking in a way that honors the Lord, that we are following him and just trusting and being grateful and circumspect of what he's already carved out and properly um, appropriating it or applying it to our own life. I appreciate that promise. I enjoyed what you said as well, promise. Um, And the Lord was reminding me that as you're talking about patience, it's not just sitting there. And I like to reference on how we see that Paul is continuing the same thought that he was previously, but we understand that inside of just verse ten, I believe it is, for praying for him, for whom all are all things, and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. And the Lord's just reminded me of how even Jesus had a responsibility to make and had a uh, plan that he was following. And then it's kind of like how you said, Mommy, the path. And we can't deviate from the path and expect it to be trampled down. Like if you go through a forest, there's 10. When people, mass traffic goes through a forest, it tends to wear down the grass and it forms somewhere where it's easier to walk. But you can't expect that if you start to deviate off of it. But as humans, that's what we want and that's how we try to live our lives. We try to... um, deviate from the path but expect it and ask the lord i know i've asked the lord multiple times about it i ask him why it's so difficult and he's telling me that i'm no longer on the path he asked me to be on Mm. then i'll try to correct him and say okay lord i am doing what she said and then go on like that but that's incorrect but we see inside the scripture that it was jesus as he was doing these things um i like to clarify that jesus didn't lose any of the glory he had when he came to earth it wasn't he got kicked down or he was forced to do it. It was his own free choice. He laid it aside. Exactly. Yes. So he could obey and complete the task that the father assigned to him. Yes. And how was ultimately Jesus' choice on what to do. But he desired to do what the father asked him to do. Mm-hmm. And we see that with it. Um, 
inside the Gospels has said that Jesus actually is not the Gospels. Somewhere in the New Testament, I don't quite remember right this moment, where it said that he uh, was perfect, his obedience was perfected through his suffering. It may be Romans. Um, I believe it's Philippians. Oh, look at that for us, honey. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Thank We're you. We're going to find that scripture. It said that through his suffering, his obedience um, was made perfect, but Jesus wasn't there just to suffer. And that's something that we often mistake. We just think that Jesus' grand plan in life was to die on the cross and to save us. So that way we could do what we want, but still go to heaven. But that's not the reason he came. When we see that he addresses that specifically inside the Gospels, he said, I did not bring to, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Meaning that he wasn't here just to call us and say, okay, you guys are, I know you're doing wrong, but that's okay. You guys continue to do so. But he was there for us to make the choice and the option. And that's something that, Mama, you talk to us often, that the earth is a choosing ground for us. Um, Dad, did you have the scripture? It's actually Hebrews 5, 8. <laughs> we were all over the place. <laughs> yes. It says, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we understand that um, with Jesus, it wasn't just for him to suffer that he came to the earth, but he was um, working on a plan. He was giving us the option and the choice and as you say, Mommy, often is that the earth is a choosing ground, but we see that really start to pick up when Jesus came in the flesh. We see, really saw it was a point from to make, and it, um, I think it's John 9 when he, the Pharisees say that we're not blind. He says, you guys have set out your own mouths. Now you have no excuse on why you do the things you do. And we see well, here well, that... can we pa- say that the appearance that it picked up was when Jesus came? But for you and for your life... The choosing ground picks up the moment you come into the earth. Yes. So, you know, yes, we know he's returning soon. And when Jesus came, that was the thought process. Even 30 years later, the his own disciples that walked with him stated, he's coming soon. He's coming soon. But let's, let's put that in perspective. You for your life, he's coming soon. So you have to make your choice. I say make it today, Mm -hmm. right? Today's the day of your salvation. Choose this day, today, whom you will serve. Mm -hmm. And and the Lord has said it to me like this, whether it's the end of days or the end of all things or it's your end of days, you better be ready. And a a personal, you alone is your end of days. You need to be ready for his return. Yes. And how... While we have the, um, it is a choosing ground, we have to continually make the right choice. Um, it's not if, as long as I make 50% or 55% of the right choice, I'm good enough. And now seal my entrance into heaven. That's not how it works. And we see here that Paul's beginning to translate that the reason that Jesus truly came was that way he could draw um, people unto repentance. And I'd like to talk about this more on the next episode about how we see that for the people in the Old Testament, really, they had to follow a strict set of rules. They had the Ten Commandments, the Israelites at least. They had the Ten Commandments, and that's how they lived a a holy life by trying to follow them, which we understand that. um, I think this one truly is Romans, where he said nobody was able to uh, (laughs) uphold all the law. And I would like to discuss that more in the next episode. 
um, episode, but I know we're coming up on time. So. Well, let's, let's denote this, right? Making a choice. I don't have to continually make the choice. I just need to make the choice and let it be my final choice. Mm-hmm. Nobody sets out to be the best at anything. Uh, an athlete at a professional level, right? Or working in business or, or anything, whatever their, I'll say, chosen field of endeavor is. And then we're just talking about in the natural, just as a natural example. Nobody sets out to do that. And then everything that comes their way, they then weigh the balance and say, does this help me achieve what I said I wanted to accomplish? Or does it detract and take away from what I stated, what I, what the choice I said I made, right? It's not making, I'll say, one choice 15 million times. It's making your choice for the Lord once and persevering, remaining in that choice. Because if someone then made choices in opposition to whatever their, I'll say, chosen field of endeavor was, the case could very easily be made that, well, you changed your mind. That really isn't your choice. That's not what you wanted to do or accomplish. In the same way, only with a, a much greater weight and value placed in it, towards it, is our choice for the Lord. It's not about making the choice every day. It's about making the choice once and letting Him, the Lord, be our Lord and Savior as our final choice in everything, in every area and aspect of our lives. All right? Yes. So I want to encourage each and every one of us, the listeners, to to make their choice for the Lord and let Him just be your final choice. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. Um, Let's close there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you that you have given us the opportunity, Lord, to choose you, Lord, to choose you for all of our lives, Lord. We just thank you for the grace and the mercy that you have given us in that process, Lord, that you have drawn us to yourself, Lord, for we know it's not us that draws near to you, but that you draw us to you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you have given your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, for us, even while we're still sinners, Lord, before we even thought it was a good idea to come to you, Lord, or that knew we had need of you, Lord, that you have already laid out everything that we needed for repentance, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.